Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here, as always, with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete. Hello, Nikki. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Are you really great? Yes. You have reason to be great. It's such a big day here at the ADHD podcast. We've got a new thing to bring to the world. Uh, Before we do that, head over to uh, TakeControlADHD.com and get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list uh, right there on the homepage. Get an email with the latest episode each week. And as always, you can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And call us at 503-664-4ADD. We would love to get your voice and your thoughts and your questions on this very show. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nikki, here it is. Yeah, would, would you like to do it and I'll do a drum roll or you can oh, do the drum I, roll? I want you to do it because you're the Casey Kasem out of the two of us. <laughs> you, well, you've this, got the voice. I'll do my very best. This <laughs> is it. The newest online course from Take Control ADHD. Finally, at many years in the making, the paper solution. It is finally here. Yay! Yay! And there was much rejoicing. I know. Celebration, and there's balloons and sparkles. That's right. Right. Awesome. Sent with lasers. This is uh, this is the, the, the paper solution. It's been in the works for, for a number of years. We've been mulling this over. We've been talking about it. You certainly have been working with your clients about paper. Uh, let's let's start by talking about a little background here. What is a paper program? <laughs> paper program. What is a paper problem? How how does it start? And how do you know you have one? Oh, it's that's a great question. A, a paper problem. PP. The paper, the okay. paper problem. <laughs> Sorry, let's start over. It's a paper planning problem. Do you got a paper planning problem? It's alliterative. You're not going to be able to get that out of your head, people. I'm sorry. But you now wonder if you have a paper planning problem. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So how do you, for, in all seriousness, because this is a very serious matter. <laughs> it is a serious uh, problem. How do you know you have a paper problem? Well, look around. Do you have paper stacks? Do you have paper piles? Are you frustrated uh, because you can't find what you need when you need it? Uh, it is a huge problem for many folks. And I see it with clients all the time. And even when I do webinars on organizing space, this question still comes up. How do I organize my paper? And, you know, you asked, how does the paper problem start? 
start? Well, it starts really innocently. It's going to the mailbox and getting your mail and throwing it down on the counter. And then the next day you get your mail and you leave it in the car. And then maybe the next day you get your mail, but you leave it on the table. Right. So here's yeah. all this like paper just sort of all around your home and your car and your office. And before you know it, it is surrounding you, you know, in stacks and piles and bins. And and uh, then you realize that you forgot to pay a bill. So you're scrambling and you're trying to find it. You can't find it. Uh, this has happened to me before where my kid comes to me and says, OK, I need my permission slip. And like your permission slip, what permission slip, you know, and you can't find the permission slip. So you're trying to, to find that, or, you know, maybe you missed a party because you lost the invitation and you didn't remember it. So, you know, these are the things that can happen when your paper is not organized or in front of you in a way that you need it to be. And, uh, it's, it's a huge deal. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there nodding their head right now thinking, yeah, that that's me. It's, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I have a I, I have a quick solution, which uh, I think will help a lot of people. Stop checking your mail, right? Just completely. Well, just stop going to the mailbox. It's <laughs> your, still your, coming. Your paper problem <laughs> goes away. <laughs> no, but you know, right. you know, can I just can I just tell you one thing? I, this is a, a free tip that I, I just realized I do and didn't even know I was doing it. We rearranged our recycle bin outside right the main recycle bin that they pick up every other week and and i don't know i know a lot of people are not like us we we actually have to walk across the street to our collective our community mailbox uh, and so, you know there's like eight mailboxes in our little stand and and uh you know they've got one every couple of blocks i know a lot of people get their mail right to their house i don't know what's your mail situation oh we have to like walk like down the street and go yeah. pick it up and i mean it's yeah it's you gotta go pick deal. it up yeah for for us it's, it's pretty convenient it's right across the street we happen to be really central to our mailbox. And one of the nice things about it, I didn't even realize that I was doing this, is I have to pass my my home recycle bin on my way back into the house with the mail. And I have started recycling before it even gets into the house. Oh, that's such a great idea. Right? I, that, oh, everybody take a free note tip. of that. Take note of that. Yes. Yeah. If it doesn't come in the house, it becomes even less of a problem. So that I didn't even know I, I did that. I'm sorry to interject. You have such a plan oh, no. here for this conversation, but I got kind of excited. I feel like I'm ahead of the program. Well, it's a great tip and it's one that I <laughs> haven't offered. So yeah, I think that that's, that's a fantastic idea. So everybody move your recycle can closer to where you come in. I actually, I'm just going to take it across the street and put it right next to the mailbox. So everybody can use it. Everybody would love that. It's like the neighborhood recycle right. mail bin. Yeah, That's it. exactly. It's the neighborhood recycler. Anyway, well, let's talk more know, about paper clutter once it's in the house. What is the problem here? Well, the, the other problem is it's mental clutter, right? We know that when our spaces are unorganized, it, it affects us mentally. Well, it's the same thing with paper because we're constantly worried that we're forgetting about something. Uh, we're constantly fearing that, oh, what, what am I forgetting? What did I lose? What do I not know that I should be knowing about? You know, all of mm-hmm. those things kind of come into our minds. And we look at the piles and, and many of us feel very defeated because we don't know what to do about them. We know we have to do something, but we're not sure. It's overwhelming. It's boring. Who likes to go through their paper, really? I mean, it's annoying. All of these things happen to us. And one of the- It's annoying and and scary, right? I mean, it's a scary thing because you may uncover, oh my goodness, there was this insurance statement that I'm really, I feel emotionally better off not knowing. You're not better off not knowing. 
Right, right. Oh, exactly. And that's what you're fearing is, oh, what, whoa, what did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you one of the biggest mistakes that I see with people when they when they attempt to organize their paper is they don't have a very clear plan on how they're going to do it. And I almost look at it like if you think about driving to a friend's new house. So your friend just bought a new house and you don't have directions on how to get to the house. You kind of know where they live, like, you know, the general neighborhood and area, but not really. So sure. you're driving around a lot, right? Maybe you're making some progress. You might be getting closer to the house, but you're, you may or may not get there. You're going to have to probably call and get very clear directions. And it's, it's the same thing with paper. You know, when people attack paper or they try to attack their paper piles without a plan, that's what happens is they're looking at their short-term goals, but they're not looking at the long-term goal. So they see the pile on the, on the counter and they're frustrated. So they just go ahead and start tackling it. They start going through it, you know, recycling, putting things in the recycle bin. But then they're not really sure what to do next. And so they just sort of stop. Well, that's it, it tends to be, I think, in my experience, when I do that, it's because my intention for the short-term goal is to clear the space. Right. right. It's it's not to to actually do anything with what's in the paper. I, I could light it on fire in my fireplace and watch <laughs> it go away. I mean, I'm as likely to do that as I am to actually process the paper. And I think that's what you're what you're saying here is that that's I'm living without a plan when I do that. Well, right. Because what happens is that in a week, the paper is going to come back. It won't be the same paper because you've already recycled it, but it will still be the same paper. You know, mail is going to keep accumulating. Incoming paper is still going to keep coming from your kids and from, you know, church and everywhere else that you get mail. It's all going to still keep coming. So it doesn't take care of the problem. And then, I mean, let's say that you still do go ahead and continue to go through more piles, but you still don't really know what to do with it. You know, like you, you still, a lot of people start, but they just don't finish because, okay, well, where does it go now? They don't know where the final destination is. And when there's no sense of urgency with paper, right? So you've already found what you needed. It gets stacked because you're always sort of thinking, well, I can deal with this later. Yeah. Right. Right. That's like the, 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 those are the terrible words that you don't want to (laughs) say. It's dangerous because, you know, waiting until later, it, it later just doesn't come. And then the right, paper right. just keeps coming and accumulating and all that. Those are those, those projects where you say, yeah, I really got to get to that. Right, How right. How many times have you said that? Oh, I know. Oh, I really got to get to that. I'm looking at a pile of paper right now as we speak. And I'm thinking, I really have to get to that. So yeah. I'm going to use the advice <laughs> that I'm talking about today and get this done this weekend. But that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to talk about is when you do have a plan, then you have clear steps to follow. You know, you know where to begin and you know what your end result looks like. So perfect examples I do. I have um, a, a pile of paper that is all of my kids' uh, work, like schoolwork stuff that I need to go through. So I know my short-term is to, my short-term goal is to sort and purge it. The long-term is going to figure out where I need to put it, right? So that I need to figure out where its landing spot's going to be. Sure. But in order to make these kinds of things happen, you have to make it a priority project, which means that if I really want to take care of it this weekend, I can't fool myself into thinking I'm going to take care of that plus 10 other projects in my home at the same time. You only have so many hours. I only have so many hours. And I really 
really should only focus on this one thing for this weekend. So I'm making it a priority and I'm being very intentional about my time because time is a limited resource. None of us have a lot of extra time to just work on paper. Right. This is not something that we <laughs> said. No one ever. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, is, I have so much extra time for my paper project. Sort my paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just—it's not going to happen. We have to make it intentional. And there are some things that you can do to make that happen. You know, you. One of the things that I recommend in the online course is that you write down. What makes this project important to you? How is your life going to be impacted if you could really trust that your paper is indeed where it's supposed to be, that you can find it when you need it, that the permission slip isn't this like really stressful 15 minutes, you know, of your life trying to find it that, oh, look, it's right here. Yeah, <laughs> Let me right. sign this for you. Um, you know, how, how is that going to help you and post that somewhere while you're going through this project? Um, now I have a small, a small pile of paper. Now I know that most people who are going to be buying this course and, and listening to this podcast probably have more than just this small. I mean, you have to really look at it as a big project. And so it is going to be an ongoing thing. You may want to schedule a consistent time where you can work on your paper, whether it be 15 minutes a day, or maybe it's the same uh, day and time per week. So you have a half hour sketched out to just work on paper. Um, those are the ways that you can make your time more intentional, get this project done. And, you know, the other thing that I want to tell people is, is try to make it as fun as you can. You know, when you live with ADHD, the last thing you want to do is a boring project, right? I mean, we don't want to do boring. I totally get mm -hmm. that. Um, so try to make it more exciting. And one of the best ways to do that is to attach it to something that you enjoy doing. So if you're listening to our podcast right now and you enjoy our podcast, I highly encourage you that the next show that you listen to, you sort your paper. There right? you go. Yeah. Just take a little handful and listen to Pete and I talk about whatever we're <laughs> going to talk about next. Uh, yeah. And yeah. start sorting. I was going to say, I think we're going to have a guest soon. Casey Dixon is going to be returning. Oh, so we like Casey. Yes, yeah. So get, this is Casey. a great opportunity. So, sort your paper with Casey and Pete and Nikki. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you have a favorite TV show, you know, make that be something you can associate the paper with. So it's not such a bad thing. <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. So these are kind of some of the things you can do to keep it in front of you. But, but the real point here is you got to make it a priority. You got to be intentional and you have to have a plan. And that is where the paper solution comes in. It is your plan. It's your step-by-step -step guide on how to get this not only started, but finished. Yeah. I mean, you brought up a couple of leading questions, I think, in your in your description of how you, uh, you know, how you approach the plan and how you gate your time. In fact, right. You're putting it on the calendar that says this is what you're going to do in that period. But that doesn't get to, uh, you know, how what you actually do with the paper. And that's what the paper solution actually helps you solve. It, it, it gives you the next part of that equation. How do you how do you move through uh, the the finding the courage to start and actually figure out how to process, how to sort, how to purge, and how to live in a, in a new way Absolutely, that, uh, where you're not in fear of your paper. Well, and I just want to highlight the, the word courage. I mean, I think that that's, that's a, 
a, a huge thing that we need to acknowledge is that anytime we see something that we want to uh, improve or make better or do something that's going to, you know, help us and, and the ones around us, that takes courage. It takes courage uh, to, to say, hey, I need some help with this. I can't do it on my own. I've tried and it, and it just doesn't seem to stick. And so I think recognizing that it's a big deal for someone to buy a course like this or any other course that you might buy on anything to say, I want this for myself. I'm going to do this for myself and, and be able to take action on it and, and see the results and live the results and, and the benefits. The, uh, we, we should add, and I, I want to make sure just in terms of a, a frequently asked question, Ellen, sure. this is, this is not a course that is designed to uh, help you necessarily or specifically go paperless or manage your filing cabinet? No, it's not. I mean, I think that there are times where I will talk about, okay, if you want to keep this in a physical file, great. Or there's this, there's this other option of going paperless. So I definitely touch both pieces, but it's really more bigger than that. It's just about finding what you need when you need it. And so we are really getting clear about what paper you need and getting rid of the clutter that you don't need so that you can find that paper easier. It goes back to trusting where your stuff is, where your paper is, what do you need, what don't you need. Um, it really doesn't matter if you go paperless or not, uh, or if you do a combination. And, and that's what I encourage. I mean, do what you're yeah. comfortable with. Um, however, I am very pleased to embrace the paperless lifestyle um, <laughs> with you, Pete, right? Because you, you are part of this program. I mean, we have three modules, bonus modules uh, that are dedicated to paperless tools and how to get started in the process. Because even myself have found, I or I have found in the last uh, probably year, have really embraced this paperless idea, and I'm not scared of it anymore. And so I'm really actually quite comfortable talking about that, um, yeah. whereas before I wasn't very comfortable. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I answered your question, but well, it, you did. I think that's the. I just just want to you know pile on a little bit that this is uh, whether you choose to to have a, a digital system or a physical system. What this program is about is the system, right? We're not yeah, talking right. about not making recommendations on a specific you know set of tools. No. The demonstration we give in the paperless system is really how to set up Nikki's paper solution, you know, paper process it, it, digitally. And and so if you em, embrace those tools and technologies, then you have a way to implement what Nikki's talking about uh, digitally. And so you can go either way with this program. Don't feel like it locks you into one particular process. No. And I think the other thing I want to be really clear about that too, is that it doesn't even lock you into my process. Like, how do I explain this? It, it, I give you ideas and I give you suggestions, but it's not with the intention of this is the only way to do it, or this is how you have to set it up. There's a lot of flexibility and room there to make it the way that you need to make it. And so it's not every single possible solution on how to organize your paper because there's just too many of them. Sure. I'm going with what I feel is an ADHD friendly solution and one that I've seen work, you know, with myself and with my clients. And 
the nice thing too, is that you've got these discussion boards right at the end of each lesson. So if you have questions or if you aren't really sure, gosh, I'm not, I don't know how this fits in with my paper or with my lifestyle, you can ask. So this isn't just something that you, you purchase and then you have, and you can't get support. You can get support. So that's what I really love about it too, is that, you know, we can still figure it out for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and other people can share their ideas as well. So a lot of flexibility built in there. And a lot of flexibility, a neat community. So I'm, I'm thrilled for you, Nikki. I know you've been thinking about this for a long time and it's, it is great to be able to pull back the curtain and, uh, and get it out there in the world. I'm thrilled. I'm really excited to be offering this to folks and, and, uh, I can't wait to, to hear some of the feedback of people that, that go through it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's great. I'm just very pleased and happy to be able to do this for people. Head over to Take Control ADHD, click on Courses. It'll jump you right over to the online programs. You can uh, uh, take a look at it and see if you think it'll work for you. We think it probably will. So uh, uh, we encourage you to do that and learn more about it. Thank you so much, Nikki, for your time and attention. And everybody who is downloading and listening to this show, uh, we sure appreciate you. Uh, On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 